0: Hey, what's up? How you doing?
1: Very good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Busy, busy. <laughs> the
1: city of New
0: York, Portico from the Bronx.
1: <laughs> Gotcha. Check this out. You ready for this? Watch this. Watch this.
0: Oh my god. I love it. <laughs> I, wish I had it on it... It... I Put it right
1: there. I got I got the shirt from Chris. And I put it I up back there.
0: Guys, She still like, wears
1: it? Oh, yeah. And this was her idea, by the way. She was like, honey, put the shirt. Was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't think I could wear
0: that shirt. Listen, <laughs> yeah, the rating would have been much higher if you wore it. <laughs> yeah.
1: It would have to be a much bigger shirt than what she got, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. You guys are <laughs> funny. I'm glad you guys still have it. And she wears it.
1: <laughs> and look at the other one, the one I'm actually wearing
0: everything hurts yep. <laughs> <Same. Yep. laughs> that's
1: appropriate my son bought me this because it's all I'm ever you know I'm ever talking about my ankle hurts my 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 knee hurts my neck hurts my back hurts everything hurts
0: man and I'm too young I'm too young and I've got my back also it's too many classes like 10 classes a week is hard on my body plus I, I go was, to the gym
1: I was gonna ask you about that like are you feeling it it sounds like you are the the like teaching the and yeah
0: yeah I am I take a lot of vitamins um every day I take vitamin d for my bones and I take something specific it's called osteoflex it has like glucosamine inside mm-hmm. and um I really I had really achy knees like two years ago and I started taking this every single day and it's really helped me with my joints my bones um they should give
1: you a sponsorship
0: and my I know <laughs> I'm just running out actually. I need a new bottle. But um my back I've had problems with my whole life since I was a, a young girl because I have scoliosis. So I used oh, to go wow. to physical therapy like four times a week. Um wow. and now I don't go at all. <laughs> but wow. I need to start going again. Um
1: I had no idea. Um is that mild. I mean, I, I, is it tilting to the side or is it tilting inward? I forget the because there's t-
0: it's- so like there's a curve. There's okay. a curve in my so it's spine. A slight, okay. Yeah. I, okay. I believe mine curves to the left. Um, but it's minor, but still it causes a lot of pain, you know. Um, I have to I sleep like a certain way. I have to sleep sideways with like a pillow in between my legs. I try to, that's what my chiropractor tells me to do, but um I do I have a lot of pain like I can't stand sometimes if I'm it's weird because I can dance but if I if you make me stand or walk or hike I start to have a lot of pain so wow or- yeah,
1: I had no idea I yeah I don't think I've I've ever heard that from you before
0: mm-hmm. wow. yeah nobody I don't I don't tell anyone <laughs>
1: Wow. Well, I mean you're okay with me posting that <laughs> yeah. yeah no. Okay. Got to permission. I don't,
0: I don't just sit like put it out there like that is what I'm right. saying you know? unless somebody asks. Like a lot of people ask me because they see I teach so much. They ask me like if I take vitamins mm. or what do I do to like you know I stretch, I go to the gym, I lift weights because it's important to you know I'm doing so much cardio. It's important to like mm. you know grow the muscle and that way it can support me when I'm when I'm doing all that cardio. You know because it's intense. Mm.
1: I've noticed you started lifting and posting more lifting pictures and stuff. Exactly. You got to have that balance, you know?
0: Exactly, um, exactly. I started like six months ago, um trying to go like three to four times a week. But it's hard when I travel. Sometimes there's no gym Um and I can't. But um, I try to do as much as I can. When I'm here, I I always go three to four times a week. Yeah. yeah. Well, good, good.
1: Now, here's something we neglected to do, which I don't think is necessary, but why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, just, we just started. Talking. This is All this is right. a lady. All right, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Hello everybody. My name is Giovanna. I am 24 years old. I am a uh, Zumba presenter. I guess you can call me that now. Um, I travel the world and I teach Zumba classes. Quotes.
1: Quotes. (laughs) Zumba presenter.
0: I'm just a regular Zumba instructor. I just am lucky enough to be able to travel around the world and do it and teach classes in different countries. Um, And I do it. It's like it's my full time job. I um, I also own my own business, small business, um, where I hold. Virtual fitness classes online. Um, and yeah, that's that's what I do for a living.
1: Also, fellow dog lover.
0: Oh, yeah. dog lover.
1: Hey, we I met at 24.
0: My new tattoo.
1: I Go ahead. and If you're comfortable showing it, please. It's <laughs> is it new, like, as in, like, very new? Ooh.
0: Yes. It just, it's hazel. Oh,
1: oh, my God.
0: Oh, I my just God it done three days ago
1: oh my god so, and i have not seen it until this moment wow
0: oh yeah. my god
1: I that's said, awesome
0: you, i remember what did you you guys get got me a card or something right for
1: christine made you uh she got this this i, I don't i remember somebody, it's like a frame type of thing that she had made so
0: I have a little corner inside with all of the frames because a, a couple of people bought me frames. But I can't remember who got me which one, right, 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 but right, I know I have way. it. I put everything together in one corner. Oh, that's
1: sweet. That's that's a sweet tribute right there, wow. That's a tattoo that's meaningful. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, I was I talking with my kid that, about that. Get a real one that means. A lot,
0: of, a, a lot of people they get like lions and like because they're Leos or yeah, you know, like. <laughs> So cause some people were like, it's kind of weird to get your dog's face tattooed on you. Like, you do you really want to do that? But I was like, you have a lion on you because you're a Leo. So why mm-hmm. would it be weird if I got my dog that was like my literal child, you know? And actually, the truth is, I have a tattoo on the outside. I really wanted to fill in the inside because it was blank. And I, I didn't like how whenever I lifted my arms, it was like a line like it just Um, cut like the tattoo ends and then there was a blank space so I wanted to fill it for a long time like I did this the one on the outside I have like a dragon I did it four years ago um so since then I've been wanting to fill it um but I I didn't know what to fill it with and when Hazel passed I was thinking you know to to tattoo her on my body but I wasn't sure because you know people were like why would you do that you know Why would you get your dog and get something else? Or so I waited like a year and a half to see how I felt. And then last actually three days ago, I just decided to do it.
1: It can't be more meaningful than that. You know what I mean? That's something that will your dog will be with you forever forever yeah, there's true. not a day you'll regret that tattoo you know what I mean like I it's wouldn't even
0: art I don't know I like my other tattoos don't really have meaning I just love art and I liked mm. it and I tattooed it <laughs> and I never regretted it I got my first tattoo when I was 16 wow. and I never yeah. I'm I'm 24 now I never regretted any of them
1: <laughs> well, you I mean, definitely I'm won't regret yet. the dog <laughs> yeah I was gonna I I kept it to myself I was like "Holla at me at 40. <laughs> But but you'll never regret the dog. That's your dog, you know? No. For sure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's funny, like, like, you've come a long way. I mean, even from the first time I met you, I I don't know if you know this, but the first time I took your class was in 24, right? 24 hour fitness. gardens, of
0: course, in the little basement.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I believe you were subbing. I, I don't know if you had taken over, if you were subbing, but I was passing by and I see this cute petite lady on stage, and I'm like, oh, I got to go in there, right? <laughs> so I went in, and the cute petite thing will bring you in, but it doesn't keep you in, right? Right. That doesn't keep you in the class, but I enjoyed your class, so I stayed, and I had fun, and that's kind of like when I became exposed to you, and since then, you've gone on to, I mean, the first thing I noticed with you was that you were doing this stuff online on your own entrepreneur style, right? Yeah then the rising presenter, then the fitness variation, and now a proper presenter with your whole segment. You want to talk about, right. Oh, wait a minute. You also taught in a really huge group. Um, and I believe it was, um, uh, ZinCon, right? Was it a ZinCon I, or one of the academies uh, or something where you were yeah, live and ZinCon. talk about that whole yeah. thing. Like-
0: I'll tell you, first of all, going back to 24 hour, cause it's, it's, it's a funny story. Um, well, first of all, I got licensed to teach when I was sixteen. I got licensed to teach Jumbo when I was sixteen years old, and I had to do it with my father's signature because they don't. Wow. You need to be eighteen technically to to do it without a uh, parental consent. So um, I got licensed at Vibe Studio in um in Bayside, and I got licensed the day after my sixteenth birthday because I I I took my first Zumba class when I was fifteen. I had just turned fifteen, and um. I really wanted to get licensed and teach right away. I had been um, I've been dancing my whole life since I was two years old. So, you know, I started taking a class. Um, I started going to the gym. This is how I first ever like um, was introduced to Zumba. I was going to Lucille Roberts at 15 years old on Bell Boulevard. It's an all it was an all women's gym. It's now closed down. Um, and I was going I was a little heavier at that age. And because I used to work at my my father's bakery and eat a lot mm-hmm. of pastries. So mm-hmm. I was like maybe 15 pounds heavier than I am now. Um, so I used to go to the gym um, to work out and do cardio, you know, lift use a little bit of the machines. And when I used to work out, it, it the way the gym was set up was there were two levels. And on the first level was where all the group, there was a large space where all the group fitness classes would happen. And upstairs were all of the machines. And they were like, um, how can I explain? Like when you looked over, you could see the class under you. So okay. it was like around the the way it was set up. There was like a hole in the floor, right. you know, it wasn't gotcha. a... So it's I would you. work out and exactly. And every week I was like, every time I would come, I was like watching the classes under while I was working out. And I didn't know what Zumba was, had no idea. So um, a few days I'm seeing, um, I don't know if you know, you know, Nicole, do you know, Nicole Sakurka? She yes. is. Yes, you did a class with her. You did a class with her at
1: 24. You guys did a class together, I remember.
0: She she was my first Zumba instructor ever. Oh, wow. She, mm -hmm, She was teaching there and I was like watching her class sometimes and I was like, what is that? Because I was at the time a freshman in high school and I had just auditioned for Frank Sinatra High School of the Arts in Long Island City. And, you know, thousands of people auditioned for that to get in and they choose 25 students and I had gotten in. So I was taking I was prof- being professionally trained in ballet and modern dance three hours a day. Um, so I was, you know, I was really into more um, strict dance, you know, more real
1: dancer you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: ballet, modern, you know, um, point. Uh, so. I, you know, I was looking at the class and I was like, what the heck is that? You know, I was like, that's <laughs> yeah. not that. You what know, they, they were doing? like dancing and, and jump, jumping jacks with the dance. And I didn't understand it, but I liked the music. And I was, and I was so shocked that after every single song, they would stop and clap and cheer like crazy for her. Mm. I was like, what, what is that? So one day I decided to go take class and I fell in love, literally um and of course I was like the most coordinated one in the class so that also kind of helped too so it it made me want to like go back and um I really liked the music I was never exposed to Latin music you know back then Spanish music wasn't a thing now like where now you turn on the radio and Spanish music is on 97.1 that is supposed Mm -hmm. to be playing rap not you know, not Latin bad music. Bunny. Bad Bunny. <laughs> you know. hear Bad Bunny on the 97.1 or 92.3. Those were like only pop. You only hear like pop or hip hop or just really American music, you know? Now Bad Bunny's on there. So back then it wasn't like that. So I was never really exposed to Latin music or like salsa, bachata, merengue, all of that. So it was something totally new for me. And um, most importantly, it was fun. I had a really bad, you know, experiences at, um, Nice. uh in high school because you know it was work it was the most flexible one I couldn't lift my leg above my head uh like the mm-hmm. other girls all could um you know maybe I wasn't the best one in the class so it was tough and it was very competitive and Zumba is not like that like there's no co- it's you and the students there's no competition between anyone you know um, it's just fun. Everybody love is there to like really stress, have a good time, dance, scream, have fun, you know. So I gave up every like I gave up, um, I was working at a dance studio at that time. And I continued to work there for like two or three more years. I was teaching uh young kids from ages three to twelve. I remember
1: seeing the clips. That yeah. was very cute, I, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I loved it. I loved it. I would totally do it now, but actually the studio closed down due to the pandemic. Mm. Um, so, but I I I let that job go before that because um I wanted to have more time for like Zumba and stuff, and also I was in college. So anyway, um I started taking the classes regularly. Then Nicole left Lucille Roberts. She got a job somewhere else. And I followed her there. And I started taking, uh, like, I went to, uh, she started working at a studio. And over there, they were more, like, um, dedicated to Zumba. So there were more instructors. I started taking more instructors' classes. I'm not sure if you know one one instructor. Her name is Ciara. She still owns a studio named Rhythms in, um, was in Belrose. So then I was taking classes there for like a year. And finally, while, while I was taking classes there, you know, Nicole convinced me. She's like, you need to go get licensed. So I found a training and um, I saw I couldn't get licensed until I was 16. So I found a training the day after my birthday, November 23rd. Wow. And I went there, the day after my birthday, <laughs> I got licensed. Um, and I started teaching right after that. So here's the funny story. I started teaching at studios right after that, because no gym would take you unless you were 18. Right. You have to be 18 in order to work on the books and stuff. So um, I started like working at like these little studios and teaching classes um, in floral park. I was teaching at one studio and also for this, this studio that I told you Rhythms. And um, I started teaching Zumba kids there. The the owner, she asked me, she's like, would you be interested in teaching Zumba kids? Because I wasn't really fully experienced and ready to start teaching, you know, adults. So she would let me sub here and there to teach adults. But I started teaching Zumba kids first regularly, which was really helpful um, because, you know, it was like I was able to do that first and prepare, right. you know, on
1: your craft.
0: Exactly. So... I was friends with a girl one girl she came to my class one day in floral park I was teaching at this other studio and she worked for 24-hour fitness and she would she came to my class and she took it and she was like wow you're great you you don't where do you work and I was like it's hard for me to get a job because I don't have too much experience and um I'm not old enough to get a job at the gym and she was like listen let me get you in a audition um to for 24-hour finish. she was like I work for 24-hour and I know the manager at the time it was Al- Ali I like,
1: know who you're talking about the, with purple yeah. hair yeah
0: exactly she was cool. exactly yeah, so right. actually at the time I didn't know that I couldn't get a job there until I was 18 I wasn't aware yet so my friend hmm. was like let me get you the uh, let me talk to Ali I think there's an audition coming up let's see if you can get in So I was like, perfect. So she sets it up and I go, I drove all the way to like, Pat is that how it's pronounced? Very far. I know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah, very far to a 24-hour finish there. And I auditioned and I was so confident. And the same week they contacted, at that point I was 17. They contacted me and they were like, you're, uh, you're hired. You made it. You passed the audition. I was so happy. I was in college at the time. I was like, I was screaming. I remember when they called, I was like screaming. So she, she was like to me on the phone. Allie was like to me. Um, so let me just get all of your information right now so I can enter it in the system. Um, And, you know, we can start doing all the paperwork and stuff so you can get paid. And she's like, what's your date of birth? gotcha 11 22 1998 <laughs> and she was like what you're 17 she go- she was like we can't hire you right now and I was so sad I was so upset um so yeah that's a very funny story I had to wait and then when I turned 18 she I contacted her and she was like you're in we'll do all the paperwork now I was able to finish everything up and then literally the day after she um, did my new hire paperwork and everything. And I was in the system. I picked up that class at uh 24 hour was subbing for somebody, the one that you're talking about. Okay, I, th- okay. I think it was, I want to say it was a Monday Um, and I was subbing for, I was picking up classes like crazy. I wanted to teach so badly. I was subbing. I was going to Jamaica, to, to Long Island. I was going everywhere just because I wanted to teach. Um, And she gave me my first permanent class in Little Neck 24-Hour Fitness. And it was like a weekday morning. I don't remember. It was like uh, 9 a.m. or something on a weekday. Um, So that's how I got. That's how I started teaching. And that's how I got my first class. And then after that, I decided to audition for New York Sports Club right after. And I got in. And yeah, from there, I I was back then. I had so much energy. Not that I don't now, but I wanted to teach it's like it's nothing
1: like when you're new when you're brand new yes, you want to go everywhere you want to try yes, everybody yes, you want to yes. you know i i know i can relate because i did the same exact thing when i started teaching i didn't teaching.
0: mind doing four classes a day i really didn't mind and i was like wow i get to do cardio and get paid hmm. what the <laughs> you know i was yeah and now yep. i'm like no more cardio no i'm kidding <laughs> uh,
1: i need to lift some iron <laughs>
0: That's right, funny because right.
1: that's, like, that's exactly the same way I felt. I used to go to Brooklyn. I used to teach in Queens. I went to the Bronx. I went now everywhere I to, to teach every class that I can, you know, I wanted to try everyone, you know, and not everybody vibed with me. No, you me
0: neither. When I know, went to Jamaica 24 hour. Uh-oh, they were tough.
1: Like, Jamaica was a tough group to win over.
0: Who is this know? little white girl? <laughs> who is she? And she's going to teach me? I was uh, like, I walked in. I was
1: like, "Hi, guys." They hey. were, they were, they were a fun, tough group. Because when I walked in, the one of the girls came up to me and she looked at me up and down. She went, "What are you teaching?" And I said, uh, uh, "Strength, uh, hit, <laughs> and Zumba." And the girl looks at me up and down. She's like, and she turned and walked back and left. I taught
0: once left. there and go back
1: because I was a little scared. I was. I, a little- I, I wanted to show myself that I can, can I can get them, and I did, including the one who left. She yeah. stayed after because yes. after she left, she walked out. Persistent. Um, but the other, the other people that were there told her, "Yo, that guy's dope." And then she gave me a chance, and then afterwards she came to me and she was like, "You're yeah, all right." Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're a tough bunch <laughs> over there, definitely. So, yeah. um,
1: so, so from then, you've actually like you've moved on to like proper, yeah. Not, well, I don't want to say proper Zoom, but but for the Zumba company
0: so directly. What happened, what happened from there was I started teaching a lot. I was teaching every week. Um, I stopped working. I was working for my dad at his bakery, and I actually was able to pick up so many classes that I could stop working there. Uh, I had been working there since I was like fourteen. my first job (laughs) nobody heard that
1: you were just Uh, there happened to be standing around that's all
0: i wasn't getting paid (laughs) so i was able to pick up enough classes that i could stop working there and of course the money is way better at teaching classes because you get paid way more you get paid more than minimum wage you know teaching a zumba class because you're doing a lot more work you know um, there's a lot more work that goes into doing a class you got to prepare the class, you know, learn the choreography or create the choreography, learn the music, practice it, and then bring it to your class. So that's the reason I believe, you know, we get paid more than minimum wage, thankfully. <laughs> um, so from there I decided, you know, I wasn't like a Zumba fanatic yet. It was really only just a hobby. I was only doing it because it was good money. I liked it and um i wanted to work out that was the main reason i was really looking at it at it as a way like okay i don't have to go and run on the treadmill i can go have fun dance and get paid and i don't i could skip that hour of treadmill you know so um after that i started to like learn like what jam sessions are i don't know somebody had invited me like a to a jam session and That's really when I started becoming exposed to the Zumba world because um, I didn't know what a jam session was. Do you know what a jam session is?
1: Yes. Um, Most people may not. So you might want to. Yeah.
0: So what what it is, is um, it's an instructor who um, has like an additional license called a Zumba jammer. And they, um, that gives them the power to be able to teach choreography to other Zin members or Zumba instructors, licensed instructors. So they'll hold sessions, um, you know, in their area, like once a month or twice a month. And they'll teach four to five choreographies with different rhythms, salsa, merengue, bachata, cumbia, whatever, reggaeton, and they will create these choreos teach you how to cue them um, and how to teach them properly. And you go to this session is three hours long and the jammer will teach you all of that. And by the time you walk out of there guaranteed the next day, you can go into your class and teach all five of those songs if you like them. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was really cool because at that, at that point, I was not creating choreographies, not really. Um, because I didn't, I'm, I'm not Spanish. I didn't know what salsa was, merengue, but I couldn't create any of that stuff or reggaeton. get you know, I could create a ballet choreography for you or mm. a jazz choreography, but not a, not a Zumba choreography, definitely not, you know? Um, so I started taking these jam sessions all the time and, you know, I started to learn more about Zumba. I started to realize how big it was, how many, in how many countries it was in. And then I learned about convention, And I decided, you know, to go to convention. So I was like going through, I was going through a breakup during that. This was 2019. The year before COVID was 2019, correct? Mm, Yes. So I was going through a really bad breakup with my ex-boyfriend. And I also wanted to take a trip and get away. And um, my friend Natalie was like, I'm off that week. Let's go. Still, I didn't know too much about Zumba. Like I didn't really know anything. I didn't even know what I was gonna go to do there. I just I, I was just it's a bunch of Zumba classes. I'm gonna go and have a good time and I'm gonna get away. There's a pool. Yeah. So <laughs> vacation and dance sounds great. So uh we decided to go and um I remember the first thing that I noticed was waiting online to register, and there were two separate lines. There was a line for this uh all zumba instructors zin members and there was a line for presenters and i was like i was looking at everyone on that line and i had already like done a little bit of my research so i knew like mauricio camargo that year was rising presenter with i I don't know if you know alina from romania any Mm -hmm. no ring a bell no so you know the rising presenter program that i did
1: yes yes another program
0: so she did the same thing And she was a finalist that year. And I knew of her also. Um, I knew of a few instructors like that were a little, you know, bigger. And I had seen them on that line. And I remember, you know, um, looking at that line and I was like, I want to be there one day, man. I really want to be there. And I remember saying those words to Natalie, like she will repeat that to Mm -hmm. you. And I was like, one day, I'm going to be on that line and not this one, um, so anyway, we went to convention. I, re- that is really when my Zumba career took off because I was exposed to a next rising presenter. I finally learned what that was. I was able to go to the mm-hmm. session. Alina did win that year. Um, so I was able to see the competition and everything. And I really got to know more about Zumba and what re- what it really was. And I realized how big it is. So from there I started becoming more involved and I was like, Next year I'm gonna apply for rising presenter. So here comes I go back home. I'm like so pumped. I'm like I started recording videos of all the choreographies I learned at convention in the classes and posting. And I start following all the Loretta Bates, Cass Martin, Steve, all you know, all the big instructors, and um really becoming more familiar with. Uh, the company and stuff, because there are a lot of people who are there as instructors but they don't know. They don't know what a ZIN volume is. They don't know what, you know, next rising present. They don't know anything. They don't even know that there's a convention. You know, there's a lot of people who they just, have the license to teach at their gym. They like to dance and that's it. They don't get involved in all of that other yeah, stuff.
1: I'm but, one of those people, but so that's how
0: I was. Keep it. That's how I was for three years, right? 16, 17, 18 for those three years. That's exactly who I was. I didn't know anything. I just had the license I wanted to teach. I learned what it was from my local gym and that was it. You know, I didn't know anything else or try to know. Anything.
1: I, I, I'm very familiar with it. I've just not, I've never gone to Zincon. Right. And I wanted to, but at the same time, I haven't wanted to. Right. You because
0: have to you have yeah, to
1: it, it's on, it's on my, you know, but Dangerous. I, I I have my, right now I have two classes that I kept. Right. Because I'm all pretty jacked up. So I don't want to keep breaking my body down, but I didn't want to give up altogether. So I kept two classes. I kept Saturday at Q um, which was a coveted spot that I'd wanted forever, and I have a Wednesday at Retro. Those are the only two I teach now. Yeah, I see. Um, I see. I'm so but I'm very familiar because I'm, I'm I know a lot of you guys. You know, I know a lot of people from the you know the Zumba world. You know, I've been crushing on Loretta Bates for ages. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm very familiar with it. I've just not participated really in that side of it, except maybe. Um, like I've gone to your classes. I've gone to. I went to Ricardo. He did um, um one of those big classes, and I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed That's that. Nice. You
0: know, Is that the one at a a church, a school.
1: It was in Brooklyn. And yes. Dinky was kind of I like the guy. Too.
0: I was there, yes. I think I saw you. I'm
1: pretty sure I saw you.
0: And at that point, I was still, nobody knew who I was. I hadn't applied for Rising Presenter yet, none of that. So I was there at that front row. So big <laughs> panic. I love Ricardo. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's a lot of fun. I I I, I, awesome. I enjoyed him. I didn't get a picture with him because there was like so many people like feening to get a picture with him. And I'm like, man, I'm a dude. We don't do that. I'm, just, I'm not going to get in line for 30 minutes to get a picture with a dude but I you know to be honest I kind of wanted to I just you know I, like, I can't do that man. <laughs> you know but but I, I feel you
0: <laughs> you didn't get a picture in the end no
1: I you know honestly I don't remember I I'm thinking about it now and I did go on stage with him right Dicky brought me up there and
0: I remember I, you went on stage I remember
1: Dude, I was I so really embarrassed. I, I had no idea of the choreo. I me I you either. know <laughs> I
0: went on single and I was I was I was super
1: so crazy. embarrassing. Like I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I was and he kept looking at him like, dude, you caught me off guard. I don't know what's <laughs> going on, you know. You give me yeah. you gotta give me like a round at the choreo for me to catch it. You know what I'm saying? You gotta give me a moment to, you know, but they Practice threw me up. At
0: least see it. Once. You know, like,
1: we, we go over it once, I got it, you know, I can learn it, but now nah, they caught me completely off guard, and and it was the type of stuff that doesn't lend itself to my abilities, you know? Yeah,
0: but it's okay, that, see, that's the beautiful thing about Zumba, that it's so, do you think anybody remembers that, or anybody went home right. and was like, Angel? Angel sucks. Yeah, nobody <laughs> did that, because everybody was just there, having a good time, everybody had a good time, enjoyed themselves and stuff, and so nobody that's that's why i love zumba nobody i don't even remember that i remember you going on stage and that's it i remember anything about you messing up or not being able to follow up. Well, so apparently
1: i looked cool doing it but i knew what was happening I, <laughs> you know you know i love
0: inviting the men up i do that in all my master classes i have like one song where i'll bring all the men up on stage it's one of my favorite things to do <laughs> cool. so yeah so so right um Right after convention around, um, I want to say what, so what they usually do with the rising presenter competition is they hold it once a year at convention always. So they decided for some reason to do it differently that year and hold it at Zinn Academy. You know what a Zinn Academy is? Mm -hmm. Zinn Academy in New York. So for those of you who don't know what is an academy is, it's like a mini Zumba convention, but it's in one day and they'll do it in like different cities, you know, um, here and there throughout the year. Like they just had one in the UK. Um, they had one in Texas last year. So they were having one that year in New York and they decided to hold a rising presenter there. I don't know why. And I actually didn't know about it. I was preparing myself to audition, sent to submit all of my videos and my uh, submission, you know, my application for convention. So in my head, I was like, I had already looked everything up and submission, the, the submission was opening on May, May. So it was February at the time and I like had already.
1: once <laughs> yeah, like yeah I was months. like I
0: still have time so mm-hmm. I had a whole plan I said okay one month before in April I'm gonna start preparing I knew what I needed to do um because I had already found you had to create two choreos original choreos the first choreo have to be has to be from your b1 rhythms so b1 rhythms are the rhythms you learn in your first basic one training when you go to get licensed, which are salsa, ba- uh, salsa bachata, reggaeton, uh, cumbia, uh, merengue, those. So you had to choose one of those, create your own choreo, and then a second rhythm that's not a B1 choreo, like a soca or, you know, an afro or belly dance, anything else, you know, it could be anything mm. else. So, um I said, I'm going to start in April. So it was February. I was like, I still got time. I'm not going to stress yet because I'm such a perfectionist. So I wanted to make sure I have enough time to, you know, create the two choreos and practice them many, many times in my class so that when I was because the way the submission, what you have to do is you have to record two those two choreos in your class. So you have to set up the camera in the back of the room and literally teach the two songs in your class. So the, the, they can see, you know, how how you teach Interaction it.
1: Interaction and everything, exactly. Right. right?
0: Exactly. Hi. <laughs> oh, my mom's over here. Hi, hi mom. <laughs> so. Hey, mom. Oh. Here, come. She wants to say hi. I want to see you. Sure. Hey, I,
1: I actually shaved and combed my hair for this. Hey. <laughs> nice nice listening to you nice to meet you okay so
0: um it's february and i'm like i got time and what happens uh i wake up one day and natalie calls me she's like did you get the email did you get the email and i'm like what email and she's like i just got an email for rising presenter in march and i was like what what do you mean march I was like, you must be reading wrong. Rising presenter is at convention in August. She was like, no, she's like, I'm sending you this email right now. Go check your email. The rising presenter uh, competition, they're doing one next month at Zinn Academy in New York. And at that point, we were already registered for Zinn Academy in uh, New York. Like I had already paid because I was ready to go and she had paid also. We had signed up. I think it was actually sold out at that point. So, um, I checked my email and I'm like, holy crap, what's going on? I don't, why are they doing it now? And they're not doing it in August. And I checked and why didn't I receive the email? Mm. I didn't get the email for some reason. It was like my other friend got it and my other friend got it. And another instructor that I knew got it. And I didn't receive the email. I checked my junk, you know, my, it was nowhere. And I Mm. usually get all of Zumba's emails. So how weird, right? So, um, I check, like, I, I click, I was like checking all the details and it was like, it was like last week to submit your application next week. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, forget it. I'm not going to do it. um I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to be able to, to create two corals in one week teach everything in my classes and for them to be comfortable because I wanted my students to be comfortable with the choreo that way when the video was taken the better. yeah exactly because then you know the they would the judges would look at it and say okay her students are able to follow her well and you know done deal Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I couldn't do that I couldn't do that um so um I I was like to not, I called her back. I said to Natalie, I'm not doing it. I said, I, I don't, I want to do it good and I'm not going to be able to do it in the proper way that I want to do it like this. She convinced me. She was like, you have to do it. Don't worry. I'm going to help you. She's like, you have to do it. And, um, there's no way you're not doing it. Mm. <laughs> you're She's like, even if you don't make it, that's just a good friend. <laughs> yeah, She reached like, just try to do it. So, I decided to use two choreos that I had already created. Instead of creating brand new ones, I used two chores and I just changed them a little and made them a little bit better. Mm. And I decided to use those. And what I did was, um, I don't know, do you know what progressions are in uh, Zubo Chorus? So um, again, for those of you who are watching, (laughs) a progression is when you start teaching a song, you'll show it in... The easiest form, the easiest way you can do this step, maybe that means only the feet and no arms or uh, less, you know, lower intensity, you show it super easy, as easy as you can with your cues. And then as the song progresses, you can add your arms, you can add more energy, you can add more flavor in your style, because if you do that from the beginning the students are not going to be able to follow you well. So you really got to start easy and then progress. So they wanted to see progressions also in the song. That means that, you know, I would add a turn somewhere, or I would add my arm somewhere, or I would go lower in a squat or bigger, bigger range of motion. So that's what I did. I took two choreos and I, I added progressions to them. And um, Mm -hmm. also crazy thing. I had to teach everything facing my students which means when you turn around, everything is flipped on the left leg. I had never taught in my life on my left leg.
1: I remember you were facing the mirror when you taught.
0: Constantly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I remember never that.
0: taught in my life. I used to teach and look at myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I, re- I, re- I was, because I remember I was looking for your eyes and you were there focused. And I was like, you know, I'm one of the people that is a very, um, a pet peeve of mine is people who don't face you.
0: Yeah.
1: That that girl, you know, like
0: no, I had to do that though. I right. was like, well, I you
1: was was were a- you were you were a kid. You were just you were just starting exactly. and stuff, you know.
0: Exactly. You know, so I didn't know.
1: I didn't that's one that. of the biggest things. Like, for me, yeah, and and hard. some people do it, you know, and they're good at it and stuff. I it just doesn't work for me. Like, I can't have my back.
0: I can't at making eye contact. It's just. So something different in being able to make eye contact with your students yeah. and it's, it's a different, different level
1: of did you feel the connection. difference
0: yeah yeah oh yeah oh yeah now I will teach facing the mirror because sometimes it's confusing for new students that's the mm-hmm. only time I will really um you transition
1: in- too you know you're, yeah, you're doing a move awesome. and all of a sudden if we're going that way I'll turn so that you know I'm going that way and I'll yeah. point, you know, I'm um, depending on the, you know, but then I, as soon as possible, I, I double back to me. That's an art, you know, to be able to do a oh, move yes. and, and do this and then turn. And, you know, you have to repeat the same left. foot. Right. You know what I mean? Cause now you're flipped. That's exactly. an art. And I do yeah, it just for know? fun. Some of, some of it's my friends easy. know, they know, like they, they know what goes into it. So I'll be doing it and I'll look at them and they're like, you know, and we're still yeah. going, it's an it art
0: not easy. It's not easy at all um so yeah so i had to learn in uh, one week how to teach on the left Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah and obviously i just learned those two songs only how to teach because it's like you write with your right hand your whole life and then one day you just have to start writing with your left it's not easy Mm -hmm. you know so um i had to learn how to dance with my left for those two songs so um i was able to do it and i submitted one other crazy thing was in order to um, in order in order to apply for rising presenter, you need to have B1 basic one training B2, which is what they teach you in B2 are different rhythms. So t- I believe it's like Bhangra. Um, I, I can't off the top of my head remember exactly the rhythms, but there are different rhythms in B2 that you learn about, like you learn the history behind it and how to teach it and the core steps. Um, that you should use in your court when creating choreos and stuff like that so I had B1 I had B2 I needed pro skills you know what pro skills is
1: yeah it's it's another another
0: training it's another course that is for me one of the best courses that Zumba has I absolutely love it and I would I would take it a hundred times if I could and they really teach you you know really how to guide and lead your students in a proper way and the importance of cueing and um you know uh how to interact how to introduce yourself in the beginning of class how to like really transmit and that your energy you know during class during a choreo um
1: would you do that now even like do you think it's worth to do it like if you can do it now
0: i would do it again every time I do it, I learn something else every time I do it. And I've, I've taken it twice before. So, um, I had to get that, that training. (laughs) So I drove eight hours. Wow. I don't even remember what state it was in, but I drove eight hours and I drove in the middle of Mm. the night because the training was at uh, 10 a.m. So I drove in the middle of the night and by myself and Natalie stayed on the phone with me to make sure I was awake because I was falling asleep while I was driving and I made it. I took the training and I went right back home (laughs) right after I was dead.
1: That must have been been rough. (laughs)
0: the, The day before, the day before and before I had to submit everything and then I submitted and what happened? I submitted five minutes late because I needed to do one video also of me talking and introducing myself and saying why I believe I could be the next rising presenter finalist. So by the time I had like gotten everything together and um, I submitted accidentally five minutes late, so I started texting Cass, Cass Martin and Steve Boot. They are the two people who are uh, run the whole program. They create it and they run it. And I sent her a DM and I said, please, I submitted five minutes late because I got a bounce back email. And she was like, we're sorry, but um, it is too late to submit your application for Rising Presenter. We are no longer accepting, you know, that must have been like an, an automatic email yeah. from 11.59 p.m., you know. So, mm. um. I was so upset. I was so sad. And I sent her a DM and she never answered me. And I was like, I'm not going to make it. And then like a few weeks later, after
1: all that, (laughs) you know,
0: a a few weeks later, I got an email and it was like, you made top 50. And I was like, I was in shock. So then it was top 50. Then it was top 10. And then for top five, she called me, she FaceTimed me. And I, I remember, I just finished uh class, college. I just got back home. I was going to Baruch College at the time and I was laying in my bed and um I get a a FaceTime from Utah and because Cass Martin lives in Utah, but I didn't know that at the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, who would so, who would expect a call from Utah? Right. <laughs>
0: I declined it. I declined it. And understandably.
1: Then
0: I, and then I I go in my in the call log and I see martin martin i was like martin Cass cast martin and i was like oh my god so i called her back and she was and she was like you made top five and i was hysterical i wish they had recorded it so um yeah it was crazy so after that they um they you know put us in a hotel near um so all this
1: the top fifty. 30, 10, 20. all this is done over video, or are you guys doing oh. something in person? Your top 50, what happens?
0: Nothing. You just wait. You just wait. It means we, this, we've narrowed it down to 50 people from thousands. Now we're going to narrow it down to 10. Just know you made top 50.
1: So this That's is all, all happening it. in the background somewhere. Somebody's looking through and deciding. It's not because like it you're going be- and...
0: No, I'm not doing anything. I already submitted my stuff. All I have to do is gotcha. wait. They're looking through all the videos and they they narrow it down to 50 and then they go back and they look at all 50 videos again and then they narrow it down to 10 and right. then they narrow it down to five. So um yeah, so they, then they put me up in a hotel near um where Academy was in Brooklyn. It was at the Aviator Center and we had only one day before to meet and show them we had to create uh was like i don't remember seven or eight minute mix with um four to five songs and we had to uh all original choreography and perform that teach it to at in academy in front of everyone so um i created my mix i contacted like a dj and um i had the mix made and then I create all the choreo and, um, I used actually, you know, I used one of the songs that I did my submission with. I used one, not all of them. So we went to Academy the day before, um, to rehearse Cass and Steve met us there. And, um, we, we had to show them one by one, all of us, we had to show them our set and they fit, would fix it and correct it and tell us what they think is good, you know, for the students and, you know, for the, for, you know, what steps like are, are not, maybe they're too hard or maybe we're queuing wrong way, you know, or so I was, there were a lot of things that they, they took my set and they turned it inside out. And I had only that night to relearn everything that they changed and perform it the next day. So I was up all night, you know, re- learning everything that I had fixed and they had made really good changes like with my queuing, I was the a lot of the ways I was queuing were not good they weren't they weren't like understandable or they weren't the right way or like sometimes like we would I don't remember who it was but um they were telling us how like when you want to tell someone when you want to cue during a song and tell tell your students to stop like don't go like this Like this means stop, but what, like, what else can it mean? You know, it's not cut your neck, you know? So, and we don't realize that, but some people might, like, it's better to just stop or like stop or stop or something like that, you know, not cut it out, you know? (laughs) So they were correcting things like that or like when you cue and you turn point towards the direction that you're going to turn in. And then I wasn't doing that. I was just going like this turn you know so um, how do the people know do I turn left or do I turn right they don't know and people would turn left and right. right now I know I point in that direction and I tell them to turn and everybody goes the right way so things like that they taught me um it was so 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 helpful so useful I learned everything the next day I performed I presented I did not win Socrat won but we were all winners yeah, <laughs> we're all we're
1: winners. top you all in the top. You're all there. And,
0: yeah. and from I mean- there, that's when everything just took off because at that point, Zumba knows you, they, you know, they wanted to, they liked my work. I guess they wanted to work with me more. Um, and from there, that's how everything happened. I really put myself out there because you can be a rising presenter and just do nothing with it and nothing will happen for you. But I took I took what they gave me and I ran with it. I started creating more choreos. I started uh, teaching more classes, doing more events. Um, I started hosting people. I started creating a name for myself. I started recording videos. I worked on my social media. I had like 8,000 followers. I now have 280,000 on TikTok and 170,000 on Instagram. So I started recording. I invested in a camera. I learned, I took classes on how to edit videos on um, Photoshop, Adobe Premiere. So I did a lot of things um, to, you know, really take advantage of what they, um, what they gave me, you know, of the opportunity that they gave me. So that, and because of that, that's where I am. That's why I am where I am. So I took advantage of it. You
1: definitely ran with it. I mean, they started you with a fitness, right? Like a
0: fitness, a fitness
1: right? So, and hmm. and then you moved on to a like your own one-on-one, right? Like so,
0: right? I did one-on-one first. So they called me for a Fitness Variation, and what that is is like there are some, um, there is like a little. There's a feature on Zumba that people who pay is extra three dollars a month, and you get two choreos, um. Every other month, so six times a year, two extra choreos, and they're more fit geared towards fitness because there are a lot of instructors that like to do less dance, more fitness. And actually, my students love that, you know, here where I teach locally. So um I they hired me for that. I created two choreos and I they flew me to Orlando and I filmed them. I mean to Miami, sorry. They filmed me, they flew me to Miami and I filmed them um and it was great it was fantastic I was that was like my first big you Mm. know after uh Rising Presenter my first big thing because I was doing like little social media things with them like they would ask me to do record some videos and they would post it or like some things like talking and but that was like my big my first like big thing like um, on the
1: zumba.com website (laughs) you can
0: actually go and see it I had also before that, they had called me to do a video. Um, because I was already in Florida, they had mm-hmm. called me to go on set and record a video to promote the curtains in volume. So if you follow Zumba, you'll see that when a new volume comes out, they they post these videos on a very beautiful set of like different instructors dancing one song from the volume to mm-hmm. promote the music, to promote the choreo. So they called me and I I went and recorded. Uh, one song, um, and that was the first thing I did on set. And then after was fitness variations. So, but it was different because fitness variations was like it was my choreo. It was only me, me by myself, mm. and it was so it was big. It was I was super excited. I was so nervous. So I get super nervous like when I'm put on the spot. But it's gotten a lot better now because I am again having more experience, gaining more experience. You know, I'm being exposed more to those types of situations. So I just like, you know, learn how to relax myself and everything's always turned out great. You know, there's never mm. been a time where something has gone wrong or bad or so I just, you know, really breathe through it when I get ner- nervous because it's hard. There's like, there's 50 Dude, people. You, how many head. people,
1: how many people were at Academy when you had to go and do 1, what you had to people,
0: do? Well, 1000 people. Dude, and I had-
1: that's, that's insane.
0: Yeah, I for anybody i went from teaching 30 people at new york sports clubs teaching 1000 you know it's a you big know, deal that's i've never that's, done that
1: anybody will get nervous you know when i go teach here in q gardens i have to go to the bathroom for half an hour because my stomach's nervous you know what i'm saying <laughs> so you know it's it's real you know it's
0: yeah so um i was super nervous for that for but, and i didn't think i was going to be able to do it i was like oh my god i'm i don't know how i'm gonna just, like. like have the confidence to go there and film in front of everyone alone and so and I had never done something like that you know um you have to be very like smiley very energetic very happy because what you give to the camera the camera only picks up like 50% of it you have to give 50% more in order for it to you know to really you can't fake handle. it with
1: Zumba. That's what I always say. It's very hard to fake it. I could fake it in a strength class if I'm in a bad mood. I could fake it in a, a cardio Man, right? class, but I can't fake it in Zumba. If I'm not happy, if something's up, well, generally, if I'm in a bad mood and I go there, I get in a good mood after mm-hmm. teaching. You know, Me too. But, I
0: always end in a good mood. I'll and, start. I'll. I could start like in a bad mood. By the time I finish, yeah, I'm in a pretty good mood. So, yeah. So then after that, um, they called me to do Zin 101, which was at convention. It was the first live volume they had filmed after pandemic. So that was a big key. And the reason that I hadn't been able to work with Zumba or really do anything with Zumba is because we got stuck a week after rising presenter, everything shut down. So I couldn't do Zumba wasn't doing anything at that I point was
1: crappy. Yeah. The
0: only thing they actually did hire me to do was a live stream on Zumba.com. I was hired to because during that time, they started doing live streams every week, you know, um, to which was amazing to keep people, you know, educated and entertained. And they were doing sessions and classes online. So I was, you know, able to do one class online. Um live for everyone to see on zumba.com um so that was really awesome too but other than that there was like nothing in person nothing you know nothing really until fitness variations and then zin 101 which i shot at convention and there were thousands of people there and it was big because it was the first live zin volume since the pandemic so two Mm. three years you know no live zin volume the the zin volumes were always two versions right you have the live version and the one-on-one
1: right right.
0: songs different choreos that way zin members have the option to choose whichever choreo they prefer um and whichever one they like better, usually they film one on a live set with people, and the other one is always filmed indoors or just on a set with no people. Wow. Um, so, um, they stopped doing that obviously during the pandemic, and the the one on one was the first one that was with people again, so it was a really big deal. Um, but there were multiple people in it. I was only uh, chosen to do two songs because there were other presenters doing um songs as well was great it was even more nerve-wracking because there were like five thousand people behind me
1: <laughs> i remember that when i saw it too
0: it was insane yeah. um so then i got 101 that was like what being on a Zen volume was the biggest accomplishment of my life if you told me like what is your life goal it was to be on a in volume because it's mm. a pretty big deal like for zumba to trust you to create choreos and Give those choreos to all instructors around the world in every single country to use in their classes. Like they're that's a lot of trust, man. You know, yeah, so, it's huge.
1: It's, it's as cool. big as you can do in Zumba. Really, I mean, there's Beto, right? And then presenters. I mean, yeah. that's the that's the the hierarchy, right? And and then you know the little sub levels until you get to the angels. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, so so. Thanks.
0: You know, there's ZJs, or Zesses and yeah, but that's that's I, I really get, the,
1: the, the I don't the, want
0: to call it a hierarchy, but
1: let me rephrase the language. The people we see are Beto right. and presenters Yeah. when yeah. we're when we're looking at the new Zumba volume that's released. Those are the people we see. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's how we know Steve. And, you know, why do I know? why Why do I know Steve? I have but no reason he- to know him. I well, know from the volumes
0: it's crazy is they're giving a lot of opportunities to like the newer generations which is fantastic the newer you know newer instructors or the young you know us you know like i never thought i would get as in volume never because
1: that's that's really dope haven't
0: been in the game for so long so it was really big for me that they trusted me and you know chose me for that and i was able to do it with socrat who was my Socrates, the, the person I did the mm. volume with, he was the rising presenter that won in my year. We were like... Alumni. In- yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then after that, um, they called me for 103. I've never in my life thought that was going to happen because I just did 101. Not, first of all, I just did 101. And I don't know. I didn't think that was going to happen. So I remember when they called me, I was in my room and that that day that she called me was crazy listen to this it was one year that my dog passed the day she called me for the volume I swear one marked one year and I woke up and I felt like crap I'm telling you no coincidences no coincidences and I'm in my bed I didn't want to get up I was so sad I was so upset you know I missed my dog so much and Nancy calls me you know Um Nancy is she's the like oversees all of the talent in Zumba so she called me and she was like she was like hey Giovanna you know how are you how's everything you know long time no talk what's up and I you know I was like I'm good and she's like why do you sound so down and I was I was kind of crying before she called me but I had to answer mm-hmm. so I was like you know I'll not, nothing you know no worries just you know today marks one year that my dog passed and I'm just really sad and upset she was like wow she's like well I'm so sorry you know for what you're going through and you're lost but I'm about to make your day you know one million times better I promise you this and she was like I am inviting you to be a part of ZIN 103 the one-on-one version with Sokrat and I was like oh my god I was in complete shock literally um and I was like yes 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 of course and um that's it from there they sent us the music we had to choreo they send you the music and then they choose the songs and then you have to create all the choreographies and we had about we only had like two weeks two to three weeks to create everything so it's we had 13 12 or 13 songs and I think only nine or 10 actually came out because sometimes they'll take out um, some after you film because of like music licenses sometimes they can't they can't re- you know. whatever, yeah. yeah exactly so um yeah and that's it since then like a lot's changed because once you do a volume it like it's you're just more like credible it gives you more credibility more like you know mm-hmm more uh, more opportunities come and um, now I have uh, a tour planned in Europe in September I'll be going to um, the UK, Poland, Israel, Dubai, uh, Spain, a few countries so to do classes there and also I have doing some classes in the US I'm going to California I have about four classes in California in July I have uh, in Texas and Oregon and Chicago, planned so far, and just gonna be
1: all over the place. <laughs>
0: yeah, now
1: these things are, are is it through Zumba or on your own?
0: No, so they're, um, they're, def- they're not through Zumba at all. There are uh hosts throughout the world who, um, they love Zumba, they love the Zumba community, and they love to bring these instructors from different hmm. parts of the world their zen community so that their community can experience the instructor and um so that's you know that's there are hosts that do that and um you know they'll email me and say hey i would love to have you here and you know of course i make sure they're a credible host and that um course, they've hosted yeah. and done events before and yeah i'll go teach a class and it's it's really amazing um
1: very cool you're living the zumba dream
0: (laughs) i am i guess you can say that i'm really lucky i'm really lucky to be able to do what i do and um yeah i'm super grateful so super happy that this happened because before all of this my dream was to open a dance studio i wanted to open a dance studio and Mm -hmm. have like ballet tap jazz all that and now especially after pandemic i'm not at least not right now i wouldn't open a studio because i'm traveling now so I wouldn't be able to travel if I open a studio, you know? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. well, that's, 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 I mean, in terms of Zumba, really, that's, I mean, the biggest thing you can do, you know, and you're doing it. So congratulations on that, you know. Also,
0: um, I will have a session, a class at convention, which is, that's also huge Um, to be able to have a master class at convention. You know, again, there are only really like 20, 30 instructors in the world who have, uh, class at a convention because zumba convention is one of the biggest fitness conventions in the world thousands of people come from all over the world so um it's really big that i was selected to do a master class um at convention so for anyone watching this <laughs> if you are a zen member and planning to come to the convention i will be having a master class on thursday um right after the kickoff session so yeah i'm super honored super grateful to be able to do that as well
1: sweet you know if i go i'll come to your class but i'll Thank hide you. in the back cuz you mentioned you bring put the men you up on
0: stage. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna make sure you come on stage i'm
1: gonna have a hat on i'm gonna cover myself up so you can't well, tell i'm
0: gonna find you i'm gonna find you <laughs> and i'm gonna bring you up there but I, but really convention is like a game changer like even if you're not looking to do something crazy in zumba it just really inspires you when you get when you go back home. It, it inspires you in different ways. It gets you excited for your own classes. That's why it's it's important. Like my mm. first time at convention, nobody knew who I was or any of that. But when I got back, I was so excited and ready to teach my classes with all the new tools that I had. I had learned from convention all the new choreos, new music, new styles, so uh, new techniques. So I definitely recommend it. Yeah.
1: I haven't gone at all ever so I think I will definitely I definitely check it out you know um I don't I don't I'd have to look up when the dates are and stuff I don't know you know I had I was gonna go to the New York one and then somehow I ended up not going oh. you know um I don't remember what happened but
0: it was, it was sold out so maybe that's
1: why yeah it could have been because I I I probably would put it off and then when I get to it I'm like oh it's gone <laughs> <laughs> you know
0: yeah you know. I can relate me to a last minute kind of person
1: yeah so you know what yeah, I'll do it later that's I'll do it later I'll do it later
0: <laughs> that's the story that's how I got where I am today and um still like working working super hard every day um you know recording my videos and stuff teaching my classes really trying to you know create new content and bring new things to the community and stuff so yep.
1: It's awesome. Well, I wish you continued success. I thank you for joining it. me here.
0: Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for, I know we've been trying to do this for a while. Um, But yeah, my DMs are. You know, it occurred
1: to know. me. I was like, you know, DMing her, I'm probably never going to get through to her because it's probably worried. You,
0: it. it, you know, and I said, buried. you know what?
1: Let me try to use the tool that the DM people don't have.
0: <laughs> the, the actual phone number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you so know? with the Z, it's because of the Zin volume right now. You know, everyone's do, doing the choreos and tagging us in it. Oh so. well, yeah,
1: no, you're you're gonna get you know you, you have hundreds of thousands of I I have four hundred followers on TikTok right, and when something I post gets traction and those messages start coming in, it's very hard to keep track of it. That's mm-hmm. with four hundred, just the four hundred. Imagine thousands. You know, things will get yeah. buried. You know, you'll never see them. So I never, when I was younger, I used to get offended if people didn't respond to me. But now I understand that it's just buried.
0: I try to respond to everyone. I really do. But it's so hard. I'll be on my phone twenty-four hours a day. It's not good. It's really not good to sit there. and.
1: You have have several hundred thousand followers. It's very difficult to engage with every cop, to even see them.
0: I really try to what I do is like every morning when I wake up I take an hour and a half just to answer people and then I put Um, my phone down I'm like okay no more so uh, I try to do that every morning yeah so that's how I organize myself
1: (laughs) oh cool again I thank you for doing this
0: thank Um, you for having me finally we did it say hello to Christine and Peppa where's Peppa
1: peppa's in bed let me see if she's up she's got a a vet a, um appointment coming up yeah she's still napping she's not gonna like it when i wake her up because she's got a, a vet appointment i gotta take her she's gonna get a shot so
0: oh you know baby.
1: or baby's not gonna be happy but
0: you know definitely not. <laughs> all righty angel thank you hey. so much again for having me and we'll talk soon okay
1: all right, you too. Say body say, and say mom for me. Yeah. <laughs> you take well, care. Well. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah, be yeah. well.
0: Send my love, my kisses to Christine. All right. Do. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Thanks again.
1: You are listening to the NYC Talking Podcast. www.nyctalking.com. Please like NYC Talking on Facebook. Please follow Angel R Talk on Twitter and Instagram. We are NYC Talking
0: the realest lifestyle blog ever. Thanks for listening.